0: This is a very serious topic we're going to talk about today, and you've heard me rail about this since I began in radio in 1994. I was the only one on this in radio since 1994, and I'll tell you how it started. I had tried to get a book published called Immigrants and Epidemics back when I was in graduate, well, yeah, when I was in grad school at uh, the University of California at Berkeley, working for my PhD in epidemiology and nutrition, and I submitted an outline and proposal for a book on this subject. It was rejected by every publisher and this was in the 1970s, early 80s, rather. Already, the cancel culture had existed. Okay, they didn't want to publish Immigrants and Epidemics. It was a very carefully studied book about the epidemics that had once been suppressed or eliminated in America, which were re-emerging with the mass population movements into America. They wouldn't publish it. And I'm talking about the 1980s. Now, let's fast forward to today. Polio has just reemerged in America. Tuberculosis reemerged as a result of the Haitian immigrants, where tuberculosis is endemic. Where do you think the polio is coming from? The air? No, it's coming from the illegal aliens flooding in from Central America. Biden's millions are infecting America. There's a direct result of illegal immigration and diseases. And if you don't believe me, I pray to God you don't wind up in an iron lung. Now, listen to the rest of this podcast. Your life may depend upon it. I'm Michael Savage.
1: Chinese nationals are streaming across the southern border right now. And every day I've been down here on the ground, I'm running into them. RGV Border Patrol Chief Gloria Chavez telling Fox News she's seeing a 920% increase in Chinese nationals from last year and encountered 90 in a single day last week, which Texas DPS officials say is lining the pockets of the cartels.
2: It's a very lucrative business for the criminal organizations in Mexico who profit off of these individuals where they're charging anywhere from $35,000
1: and up. And these are just the ones that we know of. The migrants that the officials worry the most about are those known gotaways, particularly if they are of Chinese origin, because we don't know exactly who they are where they're from, or what their intentions are once they're inside our country.
0: Welcome to the Michael Savage podcast. We're talking about the disaster of illegal immigration. Did you know the U.S. Border Patrol says the number of Chinese nationals entering the U.S. has spiked almost 1,000% under Joey Biden? In this fiscal year, more than 1,600 Chinese nationals have been caught, and 91% of them are single adults, men, men of military age just this week border patrol agents apprehended 90 chinese nationals in one day 90 men the language barrier with the chinese is a strain on agents while they are already spread thin dealing with the ongoing migrant crisis drug crisis gang crisis coming in from mexico america is as sick as its people what am i talking about Well, for one, I'm talking about Biden's immigration catastrophe, which we're going to discuss on today's podcast. Yes, you heard me right. It's Biden's immigration catastrophe. We know of over four million illegal aliens flooded into America and released onto the streets of this nation. Why do you think crime is rising? Where do you think inflation is coming from? Who pays for this? So why am I saying America is as sick as its people? Let me tell you the story. I um, observed obesity to an extent I would never imagine existed in a society today as I walked in a beach town in Florida. As you well know, obesity is related to diabetes, heart disease, colon cancer, and other diseases. And you see the people eating garbage, ice cream, hot dogs, hamburgers laden with cheese and cream, heavy meals in every restaurant, followed by a dessert with adults' eyes lighting up. Like children with big smiles when the waiter says, dessert, mmm, yes, I'll have dessert. Every other ad on cable channels is for a medicine, for lowering your A1C, for diabetes, for arthritis, for diabetes, for arthritis, for arthritis, for diabetes. Every disease imaginable. And I say to myself, a population that does not care what it puts in its mouth and what effect that may have upon its own health Cannot even conceptualize of a nation, a nation state. A nation is not real to these people. And so just as their bodies are invaded by garbage on a daily basis, so too is our nation. Our borders are busted wide open like their mouths, being invaded by the flotsam and jetsam of humanity. Over 4 million are known to have crossed the border under the criminal Biden regime. But what about the unknown that have crossed the border? What about the Chinese being found at the border? How are they not vetted? admitted right into the body politic just like diseases germs disease germs you heard me right i'm not going to mince words anymore no nation can survive this kind of assault just as no person can survive an assault of poisonous toxins whether it be from food bacteria fungi or viruses or any other pathogen if you look at the data about 40 percent of americans are obese why you think it's coming out of the air more than 11% of Americans are diabetic. 38% are pre diabetic, with the rates growing with each passing year. One in three Americans have a metabolic disease. We are witnessing degenerative diseases at epidemic levels in America as a direct result of the lack of care for their own bodies. And so, as I say, this is not a small observation, it's a great observation. A population that is sick and does not care for its own body and its own health and doesn't care what it's putting into its own body, cares less about a thing called a nation, which is far too abstract for the average Joe sucking on an ice cream cone in the streets of America. And therefore, a gangster regime can take it over and do what they want with it. Illegal aliens can run wild over the border and into the streets because fortunes are being made on these illegal aliens by Catholic charities and other front groups under church names. District attorneys like Alvin Bragg put in by one of the world's most evil men on the planet, George Soros. These DAs are continuing to release criminals onto the streets, and the population is being assaulted, raped, mugged. They don't care about themselves unless they're raped or mugged. And now you understand the rest of the story. A nation is as sick as its people. I've been warning about the dangers at the border for decades, dating back to my debut in radio in 1994. Have you witnessed any solutions, any attempts to stop the invasion? Well, a few here and there. But today, chaos reigns at the border, which is open like a can of sardines. On today's podcast, I will outline for you why we must close our borders and start deporting all the 4 million illegal aliens or more that have come in under Joey Biden's regime. Yes, you heard me. Deport them, deport them, deport them. If they found their way in, we could find a way out for them. And then you'll find out why some politicians, political donors, church groups like Catholic charities are working around the clock to keep the borders open while they enrich themselves and erode America's safety, destroying America's borders, language, and culture. Sad, isn't it? Well, listen to the details. This is Michael Savage. You can take this to the bank. Michael Savage, a host like no other. I want to talk about who makes billions off the illegal aliens. I follow the money. I'm the only one who's done this. I've done the job of 60 minutes. 60 minutes won't do what I'm doing for you. I am doing something for you in the next 10 minutes that nobody in the media has ever done. I followed the money. I will tell you, I will disclose for you who makes billions off the illegal aliens. Now you're gonna say, how did you do this, Michael? You're a one-man operation, where'd this come from? But I feel that the subject of illegal aliens is so great. I feel America is being stolen from us so rapidly that you have to understand why it's happening, and then maybe something will be done to stop it. I feel that the media must tell us about the swamping of America by illegal aliens and who's behind this, meaning why is it happening? You think it's about compassion? Do you really believe that progressives love Ethiopians? Do you really believe that progressives can't wait to embrace a Somali and take her home for uh, some tea? Do you actually believe they can't wait to welcome a Syrian into their apartment in New York City? Are you crazy? No, that's not the reason. But I followed the money. Who makes billions off the illegal aliens? Let me begin. I followed the money. I found out who's behind this immigration crisis. There was an article all over the media about the luxury hotels being rehabbed and offer all-you-can-eat meals, free cable TV, lawyers, medical and dental, close quote, on a 29-acre complex that ICE probably showed off to the media that week. It was a renovated detention center for illegal alien families in Carnes City, Texas. And so criminals in the hedge fund business saw an opportunity. And the sharks, the anti-American vermin on Wall Street, moved in and they converted a detention center into a money making center, a profit making center. Where's the money coming from? Who are the contractors? Who are the contractors that are making and are going to make billions of dollars off the illegal alien amnesty surge from Central America? Somebody's making money off this, I said, because we found the RFP that was put out for housing and clothing and feeding these children i actually found the rfp the request for proposals that's how the government issues contracts they put out an rfp and allegedly there is a bidding contest and the government had been plotting to bring in all of these children for at least a year i figured someone was making a fortune on it but i didn't know who so i wake up and i found out that detention centers We're gonna get flat screen TVs, are you listening to me? If you're a poor American, do you have a beauty parlor at your disposal for free? Do you have a flat screen TV? Do you have free lawyers, free doctors, free dentists? Do you have a workout gym in your poor community? Do you have a swimming pool in your community? Do you have a soccer field in your housing complex? So I said, wait a minute, somebody's making a fortune off of this. A $50 million federal government contract to house illegal aliens at another facility that was blocked blocked to the press and yet they're moving them in there? Many of the rooms are suites from a former hotel. You heard me, private toilets for the illegals, private showers, flat screen TVs, cable TVs, soccer fields. You get the picture, right? Well, guess what? Some people are getting rich off the billion dollar immigration surge and they're not all Democrats. Only a handful of US corporations have the honor of long-term contracts with federal agencies that deal with the immigration problem. It's a closed shop and for these companies, The latest surge from Guatemala and El Salvador has meant big profits, big business, so-called family detention centers, resorts, they are soccer fields with artificial turf, lighting, flat screen TVs, pools, amenities you might get on a vacation once a year if you had the money. So why are you and I spending so much money on those who break our laws? The answer is because of profiteers, who I will name in a moment. You see, every television, every desk lamp, every blade of fake soccer grass has a huge markup to it. You heard about the $32 aspirin in hospitals, right? Well, that's nothing compared to what these companies are making in these illegal alien detention facilities. It's connected to the companies that run prisons for profit. Did you know that? Did you know any of this? Have any of the candidates told you this? Prisons for profit? Did you know about them? Well, I, Michael Savage, dug into the particulars of one such company that's making a profit off the immigrant surge. It's called the GEO company. Who are they? In the past six years, GEO was awarded $900 million in ICE contracts alone, according to government data, procured by Source US and delivered to you for free right here on the Savage Nation. Now, who is the parent company of GEO? I'll tell you that in a few minutes. Before I go back to this disclosure, something that is worthy of a 60 minutes piece, but you won't hear about it. You won't see it on Fox News. You won't see it on the Drudge Report because I, Michael Savage, am the black sheep of the media. And Bob, Bob, black sheep, I don't give a damn. Let me tell you something. I've always been a loner and I will always be a loner and I'm proud of it. That's why I'm an independent and always have been. And so let me continue for a moment with a slight digression. I am an immigrant son. I am the only talk show host in the United States of America, maybe the only major media figure in the United States of America who is the son of an actual immigrant. Did you know that? You didn't know any of that. My grandfather came here. My father came here when he was eight years old. I was born here. Does that give me a halo? No, but it gives me an insight into both worlds. I have one foot in the old world, one foot in the immigrant world, and one foot in the American world. I know how immigrants think and I know the struggles of immigrants. So don't throw me into the category of those that you despise, because I can guarantee you that the progressives are more elitist than I am. This I can guarantee you, that your good liberal hipster friends really hate your guts if you're an immigrant. So let me continue. Who are these corporate profiteers? Who is the parent company of GEO Corporation? Wackenhut Corporation. Well, wait a minute, who are they? Well, it turns out Wackenhut Corporation owns a lot of private prisons and they then funded the American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC. Did you know about ALEC? You didn't hear about ALEC except on Michael Savage. Well, what is ALEC? What do you mean the American Legislative Exchange Council? Who are they? Well, what they are is a lobbying group. They tell your elected officials what to vote on they tell the elected officials where to eat what to breathe and how to operate they run the country are you ready for this because what i'm about to tell you will change your view of politics for the rest of your life who is on the american legislative exchange council who runs alec behind all of these resorts for legal aliens well i have the names because you wanted to know the answers the top shareholders include people you have never heard of it's actually an international organization you see they own facilities in the United Kingdom, Australia, South Africa, and the US. And the top shareholders are George Zoli, John Bolfin, Norman Carlson, Thomas Widsma and Jorge Dominicis. I don't know who they are, but maybe some of their hedge funds or their hedge funds related to them may be familiar to you. Because if you have money in any of these hedge funds, they likely have money in the GEO group that owns the holding facilities for the illegal alien children, BlackRock Fund Advisors, Credit Suisse, River Road Asset Management, LLC, Eagle Asset Management, Inc., Scopia Capital Management, LLC, Carlson Capital, LP, BlackRock Institutional Trust Company, Hotchkiss & Wiley Capital Management, Vanguard Group, Inc. Well, you say there's nothing wrong. It's not illegal. Well, don't assume I'm saying there's anything illegal in what they're doing. I didn't say that. I'm just telling you, follow the money. So let me go down the list. Maybe you have mutual funds and you like the few percent you're making every year or whatever you're making. Well, they're also profiting from the illegal alien surge in America. You may think you're a rock rib Republican or a conservative and you don't want the illegals coming here, but you like your hedge funds and you like your mutual funds. Well, you're profiting as well. You maybe say you're a conservative and you're against illegal aliens. Well, here are the mutual funds that held GEO stock when I investigated it. A one man show doing more than 60 minutes. Vanguard Specialized REIT Index Fund, Fidelity Small Cap Discovery Fund, iShares S&P Small Cap ETF, Prudential Genison Equity Income Fund, Eagle Series Trust Small Cap Growth Fund. I can read the rest of them. You get the picture, right? But I'm not finished yet. I've just gotten started. Who is on the board of directors of GEO Group that is making billions off the illegal aliens that are being given luxury resorts to reside in? And this will explain to you why the Republicans, along with the Democrats, have been lobbying for amnesty in one form or another. But just remember one thing, which I've told you for years, whenever both parties agree on something, you can count on one thing. The American people are being screwed. Who is on the board of directors of of GEO Group that makes billions off the illegals who are being given luxury resorts to reside in? And this will explain why the Republicans, along with the deems, have been lobbying for amnesty in one form or another. Well, they're not household names, so I won't read them for you. One of them is Norman Carlson, former director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Let me pause right there. The former director of the U.S. Federal Bureau of Prisons is on this private group, GEO? It gets even better. Also on the board is Ann Newman Foreman, former undersecretary of the U.S. Air Force. See, you were told women in the military would be much kinder and gentler. Well, there she is. She left the Air Force, and she's on the board of directors of this organization. She hasn't committed a crime by the way. It's done by everyone. And look how well they're all doing. This goes along with the liberal credo. They come to do good and they do very well indeed. Just like the missionaries in Hawaii. They came to do good and they did very well indeed. Clarence Anthony, president and CEO of Anthony Government Solutions, Inc. Christopher Wheeler, Julian Wood. These are not household names. You get it? Are you ready for this? Because here it goes. You didn't expect this, but you heard it first on the Savage Nation. The Koch brothers, David and Charles who are two of the richest people in the world, are key funders of the American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC. Now you know why Michael Savage has never been invited to speak to that group. Now you know why Donald Trump has been excommunicated by the Koch brothers. I explained to you a few minutes ago what ALEC is and what they do. ALEC is a lobbying group, and they tell legislators how to vote. The Koch brothers are key funders of ALEC, and so there you have it. You thought it was all liberals who wanted amnesty, but now you find out it's very apparent that so-called conservatives who are now the guiding forces behind the illegal immigration surge that is going on in this nation, they're behind it because they own these facilities with thousands of unused beds around the nation, and they want you to fill them and pay for them. Big business, big government, and big religion, all one bundle getting paid off your hard labor. Ladies and gentlemen of the Savage Nation, what I've just disclosed to you is worthy of a Pulitzer Prize, but you won't hear it anywhere else until it's stolen from me. And I don't care because at this point in my career, I become, well, what I become. Don't give me credit, just steal this idea. Run with it because I've just gotten started. The Savage Nation, it's Savage on demand. Let's go to the root cause of the mass migration out of El Salvador and Honduras and Guatemala. I mean, you know, we're not looking at. It's like looking at the drug problem without looking at the end result of it, or what's causing it. Why do so many people get addicted to opiates in this country? Well, you could blame the manufacturers. You can blame Why are people taking drugs? That's number one. So the same thing is: what's the root cause of the mass migration of people from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala? Well, number one, the magnet is the free the free stuff in this country because we're so stupid we treat their children and them better than we treat our own poor if you only knew what these children from these countries are getting the minute they get here and compare it to the children in Detroit or other in the inner cities or living in in less than third-world squalor your hair your hair would catch fire why are we giving all of these beautiful benefits to the poor children of El Salvador Honduras Guatemala while the children in our our inner cities are suffering. Do you have any answer to that, Chuck Schumer? You loudmouth fraud you, you big-shoed liar you, or Pelosi, you fraud you living in your billion-dollar house up there on Pacific Heights washing their feet. Why don't you take five families and then show us what you're really made of? It's sickening, the hypocrisy is overwhelming. But look, this is another old story. You think they're gonna change just because we're asking them to change? Their hatred for this nation The liberals' hatred for the nation is what's driving this. And uh, unless you understand, they're never going to change. How many times have I said to you that if Trump were to announce that on the side he was secretly working with, with scientists and he found the cure for, let us say, Alzheimer's disease, and he announced the cure for Alzheimer's disease, what did I tell you the illegitimate left would say? Trump secretly had the cure for Alzheimer's disease for years, and why did he release it now? think of all the people who have suffered who didn't have to suffer this is how sick they are this is not a legitimate party anymore the democrats are no longer a legitimate party they're a party that represents foreign interests they should register as a foreign agent but then that's never going to happen let's go back to the root cause of why they're leaving el salvador honduras guatemala okay well we number one they know they're coming to the land of milk and honey and they don't have to work <laughs> that's a no-brainer why would they be willing to pay drug gangs to smuggle them in so much money eight thousand dollars it's a lot of money it's a lifetime life savings well you get to the land of milk and honey and the doors open for you you get everything for nothing everything free in america i want to be in it's an old story i want to be in america remember uh, that play from the 1950s i forget what it was called i want to be in america everything free in america a uh, nation of morons and I'm a former social worker in New York City, so I know what free stuff is given to the, 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 the so-called poor. I know how they scam the system too. So number one is the draw, the tremendous benefits the minute you get over this border that await you. That has to be stopped. We cannot give away the store when we have poor of our own. But now let's go to the root cause, not only the free stuff here, which dry, brings them in or dry, attracts them, what drives them out of these hell holes? or as Trump called it, something that begins with an S, not an H. These worst countries on the planet. What's going on in El Salvador and Honduras? Well, you got gangs. The gangs are threatening the families, people who work hard for a living. Why do you think every restaurant in America, every construction site in America is filled with people from these nations? And they're hardworking people. Let's not not forget how hard they work. The men work real hard here, but why do they leave? Because they're targeted by gangs if they stay there. Well, who are these gangs? Where do these gangs come from? Well, many of these gangs are made in America. I mean, look, I know the whole picture here. Don't think I'm one of these gringos who doesn't see the whole picture. Some heartless gringo. Number one, I am an immigrant son. And number two, I know the story. I'm a former social worker. So don't think I'm just sitting up here on a high horse looking down. So you got the gangs that have basically taken over these countries which are lawless. The police cannot touch them and they're afraid of them. The militaries hide behind their forts. They do virtually nothing because they're also afraid of them. So the countries are run by gangs. Where do these gangs start from? Many of these gangs are American-bred. These are people who left America and went back there. Did you know that? They don't even speak Spanish in many cases they speak Spanglish from their years living in the San Francisco Los Angeles Dallas and other cities so the people are terrified of them and who do these gangs target they don't target the older people I don't know if you know that they basically ignore them they target the young because they want to recruit them as smugglers or as gang members so the, the parents are terrified they don't want their children winding up in one of these violent gangs do they So they're willing to risk their life savings and their lives to be smuggled in and cross the border, go through a desert, a nightmare, and come to the promised land of milk and honey. it's a a human tragedy of epic proportions. It is a human tragedy of epic proportions. Let's not overlook that before we continue our little discussion about Trump's executive order. A human tragedy of epic proportions. What is the solution to the human tragedy going on in those countries? Where the gangs have taken over the nation the gangs are now the law i don't have an answer if i had an answer someone else would have the answer send in the u.n their weapons would be confiscated and they'd be put into a barrel of tar within three minutes the u.n army he said send the the u.n army go ahead send them into el salvador see how long they last with these hardened gang members they wouldn't last two seconds they'd be stripped naked and thrown into into the desert and their weapons would be seized and the u.n isn't the answer they're useless so what is the answer? I don't know the answer. Tell me the answer to abject poverty and an insatiable thirst for drugs here in Gringoland. Yeah, you blame yourself. Blame yourself, all you cokeheads. All you cokeheads can't get enough coke, can you? That's the whole answer, isn't it? Well, maybe the answer is legalization. You ever think about that one? I know it's a pretty drastic, but it's what led to prohibition. Number, what led to the end of prohibition? The Nivolsstedt Act what it led to the end of the volstead act why do you think prohibition against alcohol was put in place to begin with who do you think did it did you ever read a book by um oh i forget the name of the book God, he was a great fiction writer uh, he'll come to me a little later but he wrote a fabulous novel about how you know originally in america you could have all the alcohol you wanted and people drank it in bars saloons this and that and then a group of people got together and worked with the prohibitionists, the old ladies in the Christian churches, and started screaming to restrict alcohol. Don't let alcohol be sold. So they actually funded the church groups to ban alcohol because they knew what would be waiting for them if alcohol was banned. They became the richest people in the country, the bootleggers, including uh, the Kennedy father. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was one of them. The original fortune was made. When when booze was prohibited after Prohibition, he was a a smuggler of alcohol. That's how the American dream is made. It's built upon smuggling. It's built upon contraband. But as you know, in America, uh, money goes from red to white in two generations. All of the great fortunes of that time or many of them were made with the blood. And the money was covered with blood. But by the second generation, they were the president already. So what's the solution? You had prohibition, which led to the rising of the Al Capone era gangs who were the ones who ran the alcohol business, which was the drug business of its time. And when did this end? When did the bootlegging end? It ended when prohibition ended, didn't it? You have to balance things out. So suddenly booze was available. The gangs got out of the business. They went into the soft drink. I don't know what they did with their plants. I think they went into the soft drink business. Who knows what they did? But that was the end of it. So there's arguments from libertarians who say, end the prohibition on drugs and you will see the end of this kind of uh, epic, tragic situation in these countries. And the drug gangs will disappear. Maybe they'll go into the uh, soda business. I don't know what they'll do. But that's not a joke. This is a, a biblical, a biblical flood hitting this country and in Europe, of course, a biblical flood hitting Europe. Europe, they put up up barbed wire fences in Hungary to stop the flood of Muslims coming in from the Middle East and of course you know the problems with Islam over there, but this is not our problem here, so much as it is there. Our problem here is drugs and gangs and migration. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered and raw. You think this country is a better place than it was 20 years ago? This country is becoming Mexico North. Mexico didn't improve. We diminished. All because of no borders, no language, and no culture. What can save us? I am not God, because if I were, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be doing it. I know what could save this nation. I wrote books on it all the way back. And I said no nation can survive without firm borders. Was I wrong? Do you know a nation on earth that can survive with open borders? Oh, yeah. They're doing great over there in Sweden and Finland and Denmark. Your models, your liberal models for great nations. The police can't even go into certain districts of the cities. Girls are raped in the streets, and the police are afraid to take down the invaders from Africa and the Middle East. You heard me. I know it sounded like chalk on a blackboard. It screeched through your soul because sometimes the truth hurts. I don't like to use erasers over my words we're being invaded, we're being overrun, it's one of the reasons Trump won. We're being invaded, we're being overrun, it's one of the reasons Trump won. We're being invaded, we're being overrun, it's one of the reasons Trump won. He ran on a platform of closing the borders. It made common sense for a nation that was under siege. What's happened since? The Nadlers, the Schiff's, and all the other liberals have stopped him in the courts We didn't elect them to stop him. We didn't put these judges in power to destroy the presidency and destroy the nation at the same time. You have to understand something. No president is a dictator, nor should they be. We all know what our system is built upon. No president left or right should have absolute power. I'll make a chilling prediction, but it doesn't take a genius to follow what I'm saying. If Nadler and Schiff and the others on the... Disgusting, illegitimate left do not stop this persecution of half of America. Because make no mistake about it, they're not just persecuting a man. They're persecuting half the nation. If they don't stop it, Nadler and Schiff and all of the other Lilliputians, they're going to trigger a civil war in this country. You say it can't happen here. I pray it doesn't happen here. But I'm truthfully of the opinion that it will happen here because people can only take so much. Nadler, stop it, you're nothing but a fat slob lawyer from the depths of Brooklyn. You're a ticket fixer from the slime of Brooklyn, Nadler. And Schiff, you look like a psycho to me with those bug eyes of yours. If you're not on medication, if you're not on medication because you are schizophrenic underneath that nice persona, Schiff, I'll tell you what, I'll hang up my microphone. I know you're crazy. We can't allow crazy men to divide this nation any further and weaken us on the world stage and permit the flood of illegals to come across our border with diseases and to rape our system you know i was coming down here on the plane the other day and unfortunately i had to read the newspaper i never do i picked up the new york times and there was a story that said it all to me here's a woman from somewhere in guatemala not speaking the language of the nation she doesn't speak spanish She speaks an Indian language. As I told you, most of the immigrants that we are getting from south of the border are illiterate in their own language. They do not read, nor do they speak Spanish. Did you know that? That's why their own countries want them gone. They're of no use to their society. They're extras on the stage of Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua. They don't want them. They can't take care of them. Here they come right into our country. So they show one of them. She's about 16 years old with two babies, came right out of the jungle Didn't speak a word of Spanish. And she has two interpreters in an immigration court. And the judge says something to her. It's translated to her in the Indian language. And she says back, I came into this country illegally because I had to. Her lawyer jumps up and says, no, 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 no. That wasn't the question, Maria. That's not what he asked you. The woman was so honest, she said she came to the country illegally. But her stinking lawyer told her not to even say it. How can this country take care of her and her three or two babies? We can't. You're telling me that girl is another Einstein waiting to be discovered? She's another Stravinsky in the making? And it's only because of the evil white male racist that she cannot fulfill her destiny on life stage? Are you out of your damn minds? I am an immigrant son. My father was an immigrant, my grandfather was an immigrant. I'm born in this nation as the first generation. I have one foot in the old world, one foot in the new world. My grandmother did not speak a word of English, but she came here legally. And she spoke to me in a language of another country, which I hardly remember, but I hear it in my sleep sometimes. But she contributed any way she could. She worked for the few years she had left. My grandfather built a tiny little tailor store and died at 48 of a heart attack. My father died at 57 of a heart attack. I never thought I'd live past 50 myself. But here I am. I've been kept alive for a couple of reasons. And one of them has to be because of this show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me there's no God. And don't tell me there's no destiny. Don't tell me that a man has no destiny because I won't believe you. This is my destiny. You're my destiny. This is what we need to remember. And I'm telling you right now. That unless Nadler and Schiff and the other illegitimized stop it They will trigger a civil war in this nation that nobody will benefit from And they keep it up They keep it up. There should be a three million man march into Washington Demanding that Nadler be tried and that Schiff be tried because I can guarantee you everyone has a skeleton or two in their closets You're telling me a low-life slob like Nadler, the kind of lawyer he was, a night school bum from a communist background, you're telling me he has no dirt in his background? Well, if you say that to me, I'll tell you that Avenatti will be president. What good news that was today. I knew that bum was going to get it. You know, the stripper, the pole dancer's lawyer, Avenatti, the wise guy couldn't shut his big mouth. Remember him, the race car driver in Avenatti, wouldn't shut up. He was so full of himself at the peak of his lies, he said he was going to run for the presidency. He was indicted in two states. That guy's going to go away for a long time. You know, two states go after you. You're not coming back from that one. You know what that's going to cost him? First of all, he's broke. Secondly, it sounds to me like he's already been tried and found guilty in the in the pretrial motions. I can tell you right now, it's not good. It's not good, Nadler. And what happened to Avenatti, Schiff, could easily happen to you. If you say it can't happen here, if you say that a sitting congressman cannot be indicted, I will say to you, you try to indict a president and you try to indict 50 million people, Nadler. You try to indict 50 million people, Schiff. You better stop poking us with a hot stick, Nadler and Schiff. Stop it! Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. I was going to talk about immigration from a biological point of view in a way you probably not, have never heard. I read widely in vi- different fields. So one of the magazines I get is called Wooden Boat. And it's like, what? How's he doing this now? It's a Wooden Boat, the magazine for wooden boat owners, builders, and designers. Now, I don't happen to own a wooden boat, but I like to read about craftsmen. In fact, when I went to art class the other night, I looked down at the woodworking shop. I got so intrigued by the wood and the lumber and the, I wanted to join a woodworking class, but putting that aside for a minute, I was flipping through the magazine, actually reading every story, and I stumbled upon a thing on wood technology, Curse of the Rings. Just stick with me for a minute. I know this is takes longer than saying MAGA and Trump is bad or Trump is good. So I was reading this thing, Curse of the Rings, and it's about the wiping out of certain trees in Maine and the Northeast because of a disease that's hitting these hardwoods. And it's all a result by attacks upon these native hardwoods by various microorganisms that come into these ring porous hardwoods. And in the past in America, we've lost American chestnut trees in the eastern United States. All of you listening to the show have heard of Dutch elm disease, except those of you who have emigrated from Bulgaria. Dutch elm disease devastated American elm trees. And unless you've emigrated from uh, Saudi Arabia, you probably know about oak wilt, which has caused havoc in red oaks and even in white oaks. You say, well, what does this have to do with anything? It has to do with fungal diseases that have attacked our native trees that have been brought in as a result of exotic, wilt-causing fungi, which are introduced to North America and spread by insect vectors. In other words, new fungi were brought into the United States through insects, and the native trees had no resistance to these fungi and the insect transporters and so these new unsuspecting and unprepared trees become devastated i think you can follow where i'm going with this and another insect pest i learned more recently introduced to american forests is the emerald ash borer which attacks and kills all the ash species she said what does it have to do with anything why are you telling me this well i'll bring it down to some practicality for you Fear is spreading among wood industries ranging from baseball bat manufacturers in the Midwest to tribal basket makers in Maine. What is causing it? It's the transport of diseased logs from foreign areas, which are spreading insects and fungi to new uninfected areas and wiping out trees indigenous to regions of the United States. Transport of firewood has been an insidious way in which these diseases have spread within the united states so i was reading about this from the point of view of ring porous tree diseases and i don't want to bore you with the details of this but if you were to look at a micro slide of a sugar maple on the left and a red oak on the right and you compare the size of the vessels inside each of these trees you will see that the red oak has very very large bore vessels think of them as blood vessels they're very large in in size compared to very small sugar maple uh, vessels and this explains why the uh, trees are so easily contaminated by foreign elements such as the fungi brought in by the insect uh, um, vectors vectors and this has a lot to do with immigration we are like the indigenous trees in this country very strong trees, very hardy trees that have withstood the ages, the chestnuts, the Dutch elm disease, the Dutch elms, the oak trees. But all of these indigenous species have been wiped out and are dying off because of the carelessness nature of bringing foreign trees and diseases with them into their midst. Now the same thing happened to indigenous populations when European explorers arrived. If you study that period, you won't believe it. I mean, I've been in the Marquesas, one of the most remote island groups in the world. It's called the, the, the Land of Men. These are some of the most, i say movie star looking people on the planet. If you've never been there, go look up Marquesan Men. And there are a strange group of islands that are the furthest, the furthest, the furthest inhabited island area in the world, the furthest from a landmass on the planet. I was there many, many years ago on a ship studying ethnobotany, picking plants, looking for healing plants, whatnot. And I looked up the history of the Marquesas. These were hardy, strong, indigenous people who had been there for millennia countless millennia. No one knows how long they had been there. And they learned how to live off the land and they built a society with a physical culture, with a material culture, with a social organization, with music, with art. Uh, The ability to make food, the ability to grow food, the ability to hunt, the ability to fish, the ability to travel over long, long areas of the ocean without dying. Magnificent men and women. And along came the explorers who introduced venereal disease and smallpox and wiped out most of the island within only a few small years. Did the European explorers purposely wipe out the indigenous people? No. It was a product of the contact between these isolated human beings and these foreigners. I think you can get the drift. That we are like the oak trees of America. No matter how strong you are, you're gonna be wiped out unless your government protects you from the invading species. I don't think you I don't think you quite understand that unless you understand that, but you have to understand it's going to happen. You'll be wiped out culturally, socially, if not physically, unless your government protects you. That's how I see it. That's because I'm trained in biology. If you're not, what can I do to help you? Probably nothing. I'm gonna tell you the story about immigrants for a minute. That's not about me or my family or my people at all. It's about the uh, Vietnamese who came here after the Vietnam War. The reason so many of them have done so well in this country and have given so much to this nation whether it be their cuisine, their restaurants, or their businesses, is because these were the South Vietnamese who came here. These were the anti-communists. Has anyone added that up yet except old Mike Savage? See, we had both people here from Vietnam who fled the communist yoke, the communist gun. The good friends of the leftists in America killed over a million South Vietnamese after they took over. A million were slaughtered mercilessly. Men, women, and children buried alive. Tell that to you, a rotten, stinking university professor. That lying pig. Don't get me started on these people because they'll kill all of us unless you expose them for who they really are. But it was the South Vietnamese who fled. Remember the fall of Saigon? That iconic picture of the last helicopter off the U.S. Embassy? Can you ever forget that picture? The helicopter with people hanging off the helicopter, falling to the ground. They'd rather die falling off the helicopter than stay there and be slaughtered. By the friends of the American communists. So as I said, you come here to America and you look at the Vietnamese communities in this country and what they've given this country. I ate in a Vietnamese restaurant. God knows why I do things. I never went to these restaurants here, right where I knew I live. Been here forever, but I, I guess I was reading the history of Vietnam and I suddenly had a yearning for the cuisine, and so I took a friend. He took me. We took each other to dinner. Little hole in the wall. It has like how many items? Seventy-four. Hundred and fifteen. About one hundred and fifteen food items. You know how complex the menus are, Asian menus? And each dish is different than the other. Small family place. And we you know, I enjoyed the dinner. I had a friend who loves Vietnamese food. He lives in another state. When I showed him the menu, he sent me four choices. <laughs> he wanted to vicariously eat dinner with me. So I picked what he sent me to. It was all good. Everything was great. But we got to talking because you see he served in Vietnam, highly decorated combat veteran many medals i won't go into any details special forces man wonderful human being and it was funny when the waiter came over he was a young kid about 17 years old and if you saw any pictures from the vietnam war era and you put black pajamas on this kid he could have been the enemy and i said to my friend how does it feel sitting in here he laughed he said yeah he looked just like the kids he said but don't be mistaken he said they were tough these were tough fighters he has no no harbors, no no grudges, no anger, nothing. But he started to tell me about temples in various cities and opened up websites. He's a very educated, highly educated historian. Best of the best. And I learned a lot. And then we were joking around, you know, me after two beers, I become me. So we started to laugh and I talked about some people that I knew. And he said, Mike, he said, a man like that is the type that would shoot the wounded and loot the dead on the battlefield. <laughs> I had a laugh over that one. I've met people like that. Have you? He said, he said, Michael, a man like that is the type that would shoot the wounded and loot the dead on the battlefield. I guess that's an army thing. But in civilian life, we've all met people like that, haven't you? Mainly they live in Marin County and they drive uh, Audis. they drive Audis that type. Then he said, yeah, Mike, that's a good one. Here's another one. A man like that is liable to shoot your dog and scatter your garbage just for the hell of it. <laughs> I said, I got to write those phrases down. He sent them to me. But as I say, we talked about the culture of Vietnam, the cities he had been in and fought in, and the cuisine. And I said, how does it compare to Saigon in those years? You know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and he told me about a temple. I was astounded at the the, the temples. And I said, I said, where is that temple? He showed me a picture of it. I said, it looks very much like a Cambodian temple. He said, you're very smart. It's on the border of Cambodia. Anyway, culture is so interesting to every nation on earth. Every nation knows what its culture is, except this nation, because it's been poisoned by Hollywood and the left to think that our culture is one of evil and pornography. So he shows me a video of the Cao Dai religion in Vietnam, their temple north of Thái Ninh on Highway 13. I was astounded at the interior of the church or the temple most astounded by the fact that it's a combination of several religions it's not even a buddhist temple i said how did the vietnamese develop a religion that has the elements of all of these religions and i didn't really get into it but i'm going to i want to study it this is astounding to me the cow dai religion in vietnam i know nothing about it and it just shows you when you open your mind up to other cultures what you can learn that's assuming there's a culture to learn That's assuming there's a culture to learn. So don't assume that every person coming here from the third world is bringing with them some deep culture, especially with the regard to those jumping over our borders right now. Unfortunately, they're not bringing any of their culture. As I said to you, they are illiterate in their own language. 99% of them are not only the poorest of the poor, which is one thing, but they have no skills and no literacy whatsoever. Now what does this country need them for? Are they all going to open up restaurants like this? They're all going to enrich our culture somehow that only I, an American pig who doesn't understand the subtleties of the third world, uh, will refuse to see? And only the superior uh, members of the academic establishment will recognize the the, uh, contributions of these people as they run and hide behind closed doors in the hills of Berkeley with loaded guns? You get the picture, don't you? So let me give you, I have to summarize my stories because I went a little here and there, even though most of you followed me. So you look at how well the Vietnamese who fled after the fall of Saigon have done in America. Very productive, hardworking, great people. But why have the Vietnamese done well in this country? As I said to you, and never lose this message because I didn't read this in a book. It's from uh, Life 101. It's old Mike looking in the eyes of those working in a restaurant that the family built. That's a fabulous little restaurant. It's just Mike's observations of the universe. Why have the Vietnamese done so well in America? They have all of the virtues that Americans have had from the founding. Hard work and the yearning to be free. And extreme family orientation. These were the anti-communists who came here, not the communists. The friends of Harvard, the friends of Berkeley, the friends of NYU, they stayed behind. And they killed the anti-communists. They destroyed their own country in most parts. They turned it into a dictatorship. I know that Vietnam is booming, but you don't know about the social order of Vietnam. Those who fled were all the anti-communists who came here if they were lucky enough to get out. And they're hardworking, and they've given so much to this culture. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's the same story with every culture on the planet. Michael Savage, a host like no other. My team found some great callers from radio days that I took on immigration, and we wanted to include these callers as a bonus for today's podcast on illegal immigration. You're going to love every one of them. Thanks for listening. Indiana Liz, welcome to the program savage
3: all of a sudden now you want to have a dialogue about these immigrants over the years this capitalistic society has allowed for the use of the exploitation of illegal what do you mean
0: all of a sudden i want to have a dialogue what do you mean all all of a a sudden i've been talking about this since 1994 where have you been
3: Okay, 94, how long has that been? How long have you been using, us as a society, been using these illegal immigrants? I
0: start? haven't been using them at all. What do you mean I've been using them? You're blaming me now for, being, uh, for importing millions of illegal aliens?
3: All those Italian restaurants you sit your butt in, you know, for dinner, tell me uh, that they're not in the back room. Have you gone to the back room to see how many Mexicans are making your Italian
0: food? That's now, look- exactly because the owners are exploiting them, not because there shouldn't be an Italian in the kitchen, now listen, we've been... Exp- no, no, now you listen. No, now you listen. Don't you accuse me of having abused illegal aliens. You got the wrong party here, my friend. And don't accuse me of suddenly having a dialogue. I've been having this dialogue with America since 1994. Don't tell me I'm a Johnny-come-lately to this discussion. I've been against wholesale importations of populations ever since I began in radio.
3: Immigrants are getting a lot wiser about what they're entitled to, and crazy people on the left recognizing rights for people People who here are illegally. All of a sudden, we all have a problem.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Well, you seem to be attacking everyone. Where do you stand? This is the problem. You know what? No, no. Listen to me. Listen. Shut your mouth for a minute and listen, will you? You attack me now. You're attacking leftists. Where do you stand?
3: I'm standing with what is right and what is legal. I'm here legally. I'm a Mexican. I have a graduate.
0: Oh, okay. So you have an axe to grind. Well, no one's arguing about legal immigration, are we?
3: About the illegal immigrants and the way you're talking so ugly about them. We helped to create the problem.
0: Look, behind you, look wait, What do you mean we? Who created the problem?
3: Who's, we've never said anything before. All of a sudden,
0: when there What do you are, mean we never said anything before? What do you mean we? Who's we?
3: We as a society. We as Americans. Whether you're
0: but we Americans to- have been screaming about the floods of illegals for a long period of time. But our government, which does not listen to the people, has li- has turned a blind ear to us and a blind a deaf ear and a blind eye to us. It's the people who've been screaming to stop it. All you've got to do is look at our schools and ask yourself why the educational system in this country, which was once the best in the world, is now one of the worst in the world. Do you have an answer to that question? It ha- it's not just because of the illegals. It's because of the well. Scare- now wait a minute. Let's take the scarce resources that are available for education. How much of it is going for? English as a second language I have no idea you have yes. of course you have no idea because you're an ignorant woman who is full of anger and hate oh, so now what about God. our medical care system what about our health care system, which has melted down from one of the best in the world to a very poor example of a health care system? How many billions of dollars a year are spent on illegal aliens who have not paid taxes, who waltz into hospitals and get gold-plated medical care? Don't you think that costs something? And
3: they're exploiting these people to walk their dogs, to do the
0: gardening. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're not answering the question. You're acting as though these people don't get free medical care and other free services. You know that's true. All of a sudden, they want. You question. know that the hospitals have to open their doors to anyone who walks through them because of the crazy liberal laws which say they must. But you also know that many hospitals have gone bankrupt as a result of this. Isn't that correct? Many
3: have, and your, your state of California is pathetic, absolutely pathetic. But what All I right, under- so
0: again, let's clarify our positions here. I am not against immigration. I'm in favor of, and by the way, I'm not going to say a blanket statement and say I'm in favor of all legal immigrants. I'm not. I am saying we need to have a dialogue in this country as to what level of education should be the minimum for any uh, immigrant. That's number one. And then number two, which country do we want them to come from? Which countries do we want them to come from? Do we as a nation want the demographics of America to change? Has anyone asked us that?
3: Asked us that? They're not going to. Who's going to ask us that? They haven't asked us why we allowed all. But They haven't talked to us about letting all these people in. It's the people who benefit from the illegal...
0: All immigrant. right, so in, a, in other words, you, you're agreeing with me, but you're attacking me at the same time. I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, let's take a caller or two, Savage Nation. Olivia, line nine, go ahead, please, what's on your mind?
4: I just wanted to say how extremely racist... And- uh, discriminatory it is to say we need to close off our borders uh, and especially to target those people in middle alright
0: alright 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 right. okay you're a snowflake so can you name one country that does not have borders?
4: The name calling that is so...
0: I asked you a question can you name a country that does not have borders?
4: What, the problem is we are trying to become a white nationalist country under a white supremacist lady
0: do you know what you're even talking about can you name one nation that does not have borders i asked you a simple question
4: no, no, no that's not the purpose that's not the point i understand we have borders that's fine but it's about allowing people to come in especially also from the middle east and other countries that are suffering from why why
0: would you want everyone to come in to do what what are they coming here for
4: well, I work with the International Rescue Committee, uh, Rescue Committee where we work with refugees. Really?
0: And what percentage of refugees are productive citizens five years after being here?
4: That's, and that's the point. That is part of the misinformation about it. And-
0: what so far you haven't made a statement you're giving me one statement after another you hold it you call me a racist now you say that's misinformation so tell me what percentage of refugees are self-sufficient after five years they
4: are many of them
0: are and I didn't ask you many of them you're an expert give me the percentage whoa I didn't say I'm enough. what percent of our what percent of our prison population? Are illegal aliens? Give me that answer because that's an imp- a simple one. What percent? What percent of prisoners are illegal aliens?
4: Shouldn't be illegal aliens in the first place. We should be making
0: this. The- uh, don't tell me any more rhetoric. If you can't state facts, then there's no point in this discussion. What percent of illegal aliens are prisoners in prison for multiple felonies?
4: Speaking um, try and trying
0: Twenty-seven percent, lady. Of our prisoners are illegal aliens who have come here and gotten caught committing felonies. That's almost a third of them. So don't tell me they're all productive citizens, Miss.
4: Two, our problem is the fact that we're making immigration so hard and that we're closing off and not helping people who are in need. Are we simply neglecting the fact that America was founded by immigrants? And that's-
0: I'll stop giving me the the, the the first great answer, uh... because I'll give you the answer to your dumb answer. When America was founded by immigrants, was this a welfare state as it is now? That doesn't, why would you Uh, do uh, uh, Not everybody came here to live off the system like a leech. There were no food stamps, there was no welfare, there was no this, there was no that. They came here to work and they broke their backs working like my grandfather did and died at 47 from working so hard. No, we weren't a welfare state at that time immigrant who was considered a wop until after post-World War II. You know, you keep jumping from one statement to the other as a typical ignoramus that when you can't win a point, you change the, the argument to another point. You're not in a school right now. You're not talking to your friends in the United Nations. You're talking to the national audience on the Savage Nation, and we are logical. And you're not making a logical statement. Not one of your statements makes sense been trying to make logical statements. You keep talking... No, you started by saying it's racist to demand borders. That was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard.
4: It's racist to say that. I'm saying it's racist to target saying what you said in your comments saying, well, they can't have people coming from the Middle East and Latin America, Guatemala
0: and stuff. No, you can't have more people coming from the Middle East at a time of terror, can you? Without vetting them? We need to what do you want, more people coming in from Syria? Some of whom could be bombers? You live in a dream world. Unfortunately, your dreams are a dangerous nightmare for most people who have a rational mind. John, on the immigration question, go ahead, please.
5: Hey, Michael Savage. I just wanted to tell you that I work on my Jaguar while I listen to you every night. I'm restoring an old Jaguar. It's a great really which mo- which model? It's a uh, it's a XJC coupe. It's a, it's
0: a wow. That, that's a very complicated. The V8 engine, isn't it?
5: No, 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 it, it had a 12-cylinder.
0: But I, oh, my God, they're murder. Those V12 Jags are very complicated.
5: Very complicated, but, I, but I've done away with the 12-cylinder, and I've put a Chevy.
0: Uh, <laughs> a now you're Jag- talking about... Okay, so fine, so you're a mechanic, and you're an intelligent man, and you disagree on immigration. Go ahead and make your point,
5: please. Uh, well, uh, you know, the thing about immigration is, you know, the, in the 70s, the birth rate was really low. and yes. And I'm, I was born in the 70s, and... the the economic reality is there there just aren't enough people born in the 70s that are, are middle age to sustain the economy
0: okay let's take that argument because it's a very reasonable rational argument you're saying because the birth rate was low we need immigration very low in the 70s okay and we need immigration I would agree that we need immigration but wouldn't a sane and rational society select the types of immigrants that they want wouldn't they select the categories of workers that they need rather than a wholesale, willy-nilly amnesty for 30 million people, many of whom don't even work?
5: Well, well, I think the market selected the type of people. No, well, wait a minute. The market, the market, market didn't select anything. Have if, let's
0: say this. If the man is working as a waiter or a gardener, do you think his wife is also working? Or is she home making as many anchor babies as she can as quickly as she can?
5: Well, I, you know, I think that's true. The incubate. Yankee Yankee. All right.
0: So what I'm saying is, let's be rational about our immigration quali- uh, uh, needs and our immigration desires. Not just say we're going to grant amnesty to all the people because they're all so wonderful. It's it's rubbish. They're not all so wonderful.
5: I, I First, you go through. That makes
0: sense. First, you go through the you go through the 25 or 30 million that are here. Never mind 11. That's an invented number. It's an estimate by the liars. So it's got to be 22 to 30. That's to start with. How many are working? How many are actually working on the farms, in the hotels, in the factories? That's one thing. Then how many are not working, living off the fat of the land? Has anyone da- done that analysis?
5: Oh, I think um, I, you know. I think empirically, in, in my observations, I think you know, employment for. The, like the Mexicans we have here in Staten Island, is very high. And unfortunately, they do they do work, they and they do...
0: But wait, my friend, no one is criticizing Mexican nationals, nor how hard they work. you got to be a fool to say that. I am talking about those who don't work, who are living at home and are living off the fat of the land. And I'll throw another piece of data at you that has been conveniently forgotten by John McCain and Mr. Rubio. Approximately 30% of all prisoners... In our prisons are illegal aliens who committed a felony here. They're not working, are they? So what, are they going to give amnesty now to the prisoners as well? Did anyone ask about that little fact? You see, you're a a mechanic and you're a rational man. You know where the parts are to the Jaguar. Why doesn't the leadership know where the parts are to our immigration policy? Thank you for the call. I appreciate logic. I'll have a a discussion any day, any time with anyone. Of course there's an argument for skilled labor if we need it, if you can't get it here. But I'd argue you don't need to import skilled labor. How about the millions of kids who are going to school who don't belong in uh, academic programs? Open up trade schools and put them into trade schools. We had them when I was a kid at Jamaica High School. There were three types of high schools. There was the commercial for kids who wanted to go into the low end of business. There was the technical or vocational high school. The kids who didn't have a head for books, they learned a skill in a trade. And then there was the academic route for the kids who plan to go to college. That's all gone. So you don't have to import people to do the jobs. You can train American people who are sitting doing nothing. That's what a rational president would do. Let's take a couple of callers on the illegal uh, aliens swarming into America because Obama wants them to. And he's breaking the law, by the way, and doing it. Detroit, Bob, welcome. Thanks for listening. What's on your mind?
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, taking in these uh, people, human beings, is a way for us to, uh, you know, repent for past wrongs we've done in Central America.
0: Okay, so what past wrongs did you do in Guatemala and El Salvador and Honduras?
2: Well, look what we look what the CIA did in the, in Guatemala no, and. What did
0: you do that was wrong? Did you do something wrong in Guatemala?
2: No, but the country I belong to
0: did. I see. So you feel you have white guilt for what was done by the CIA is that what you're saying
2: something wrong
0: no I'm saying do you have white guilt for what was done by the CIA in Central America is all I'm asking you
2: no I don't have white guilt but I I have a sense of right and wrong
0: okay so you're you're a very righteous man and you're glad that the illegals are swarming over the border why don't you invite a few of them into your own house and show that you want to make up for past sins
2: I would I do Oh, oh can you give us your address down on their luck into my home.
0: Can, can you give us your address? We'll send it over to the DHS. Maybe they can send you a box car full of illegals. Maybe you can mail me a, a. No, no, no. Give us your home address so we can send it to the DHS so they can send you a box car full. Now, do you prefer small, medium, or large in the illegals? Which do you want? The little ones or the big ones? Do you want those with gang tattoos
2: or the babies?
0: You know, you know you're, you're... No, Bob, which do you want? You want the big ones with the, the extra-large underwear or the babies?
2: I want the ones that come here to make a better life and will work hard. And, now, does uh, that include infants?
0: Are, are the infants and mothers being brought in going to work hard?
2: I think the mothers are going to work hard. How, how could the mothers work if they have an infant
0: in their hands? How can they work?
2: Well, they can have somebody watch it.
0: Who's going to watch the baby?
2: I mean, they can have another human being... That's well, who would
0: that be? Who would that be? Who's going to hire the other human beings so the mother can make minimum wage?
2: Well, I, I think our government should sponsor some of these. Sh- ah, so the government should hire the illegal
0: alien mothers, a babysitter, so they can go to work in McDonald's. Is that it?
2: Yeah, you can go to work at McDonald's or do something else to build our economy. Now,
0: what would you w- build our economy? You're buying that hook, line and sinker, aren't you, Bob? Well, I know what- you, you think that they're coming here to work.
2: You know, do you think do you
0: think they're entitled to medical care when our veterans have been waiting so long for it?
2: The reason our veterans have been waiting so long for it is because the Republicans have... Don't ah, here we go. Nixon
0: did it. Reagan did it. Ronald Reagan caused it. Bob, how do you sit in your life like that with such hatred towards your own self? How? How do you hate yourself so much? Pardon? Why don't you just stand up and be counted? Why don't you put a sign in your window that says... I want to feed, house, and clothe illegal aliens in my house. Why don't you put that on your front window?
2: I do. I have a Christian symbol. I think that pretty much says... uh, Oh, so this is now based
0: on Christianity.
2: I think that pretty much says... uh, Okay, so you're a good... I'm
0: sorry, I didn't know you were a good Christian and you're in favor of illegal uh, immigration. So do you work for the Catholic Church diocese in your neighborhood? Because I know they're behind the smashing of our borders. What, were you brainwashed by your priest?
2: No, I, I can figure things out logically for myself. And well, all right.
0: So, who's going to pay for the costs of these illegal aliens, Bob?
2: By the when our by the increase in taxes, by the upswing in our economy, they will. Burn. Oh, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! What what increase in taxes? What taxes?
2: Well, when these people are paying taxes, when they become how
0: is a two year old going to work, Bob?
2: Well, they're not going to work today, but their parents can work, and they're. they're... How can the parents
0: work if they have to take care of a two year old? That brought that came in illegally from Guatemala. Parents can't work. They're coming in to be permanent wards of the state, Bob. Look at the. Bob, Bob, you're not using logic. You're putting your doxy ahead of your brain. Your doxy is ahead of your brain, Bob. You're you're sounding like a brainwashed liberal Catholic. I'm. I'm not. There's no arguing with men like you because you don't understand the consequences of your thinking. You really don't. But, you know, what you got to do is put your money where your mouth is. Why don't you advertise that you would gladly take in two, four, five, ten illegal immigrants into your house? Why don't you take them in, Bob? They're looking for good homes. I,
2: can, I give according to my resources.
0: All right, that's enough with him already. I could see, I could almost picture this guy. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it.